Here's the deal is brought to you by VEBS, Veteran Essential Business Services. We are your business air support. We have your six. You served your country faithfully. Now it's time to blaze your own path. Here's the deal is a show for veterans by veterans to discuss real world issues on how to start and run your own business. It's a cross between Dave Ramsey, Maria Bartiromo, and Joe Rogan. This is not academia, it's the truth. Here's the deal. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is your host, Chris Flowers. Here's the deal. I'm proud to announce the partnership between uh, the City of Surprise and the AZ Tech Accelerator, which is where the show is uh, now coming to you from. Uh, City Surprise, known them for years, Julie Neal, the whole economic development team, the mayor. Uh, they're great for small business. They really go all out. They actually repurposed their old city hall. They could have sold the property. They could have you know, leased it out, whatever. But what they did is they repurposed it as an innovation hub for small businesses here in the city of Surprise. They do technology innovation, uh, collaborative co-workspace. So you have a, that shared workspace that a lot of people like to use now rather than uh, leasing you know, an expensive uh, office space. They also even have a small business resource counseling where I'm a speaker on uh, business lending here quite a bit and also have free education webinars. So if you're a small business and you're located near the city of surprise, maybe you're, you know, you're working from home, kind of outgrowing your space. You want to be around some, you know, maybe some other people, you know, be, get innovative and collaborative, things like that. Uh, come check out Bella's AZ Tech Accelerator. Come talk to uh, Julie Neal. Uh, she's the, uh, she's the host here she, she takes care of it she, this is her baby so uh come talk to julie and you'll find that working with the city surprise is a uh, great resource for you and your business here's a deal is proud to present our very first sponsor it's b&g chicago catering if you're in the mood for fresh authentic chicago style favorites check out b&g chicago catering founded by two marine vets and no there's no crayon flavor involved here B&G Chicago Catering's professional mobile food cart service, well-suited for large crowds and intimate gatherings, currently serving the Metro Phoenix and Metro Tucson areas. B&G Chicago Catering will drive up to your next event, business storefront, or private party. Chicago classics like Chicago dogs, my personal favorite is the Italian beef, bratwurst, Polish sausage, they got tamales and more. All their food is made to order hot and fresh using only Vienna products. B&G Chicago Catering comes fully equipped and takes care of all the cleanup. So if you're looking for a way to give back to your employees and all the efforts they've been putting forth this year, you need a last-minute option for a small, intimate birthday party, you need to spotlight your storefront reopening, which hopefully they all get there soon, check out B&G Chicago Catering. You can find them at www.bgchicagocatering.com. You can follow them on Instagram at at BG Chicago Catering 520. Give them a call at 520-262-7596. Everybody, how's it going? This is your host, Chris Flowers of Here's the Deal. We're going to have on uh, Brandon Bettis. He's a major United States Army uh, still, and he is a financial advisor. And uh, we're going to get his uh, expertise on everything that's going on in the market nowadays and uh, tips on how to invest and stuff like that. That is amazingly loud. 
Hey, what's up, Chris? Hey, Brandon, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> I just had like this really loud like ringtone. It's like, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what happens with live radio, right? Yeah, exactly. We're live now. Yeah, we are live now. We are recording, sir. Absolutely. We all right. Am I allowed to drop f bombs or what? <laughs> man, this is a fucking podcast. You do whatever the fuck you want. Plus, we're, we're, we're Army, and this is geared towards veterans. So, you know, if anybody doesn't like work. it, I got, I, got, I got to speak the language. I got to get back into Army mode. Damn right. Get it. Well, I don't know with that haircut, though, brother. You got to you gotta get that squared away, dude. I don't know, man. Nope. 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 I don't want any NCO talk. I had lunch with a former Sergeant Major last week, and I told him I'd like to think about fucking something my haircut. I was like, until, until I put my uniform back on, I'm going to let this thing flow. And I gotta tell you, it is flowing nicely, sir. Let me tell you what, man. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, I, I I updated my profile picture, so whenever people go to my website, they should see the new flowing lock. So yeah. that'll, that'll motivate to come find me and, and get my contact information. They can see <laughs> the hair. Yeah, it is. It is uh, quite the uh, quite the 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 do there you got going on there. So. <laughs> But no, so I was just uh, introducing you a little bit. I said, you know, you're uh, still a major uh, in Army Reserve, and then, you know, you're a financial advisor. You're an independent financial advisor. So I wanted you to kind of get a little bit of your background, you know, saying kind of like how you got into being like a financial advisor after being like, you know, 11 Bravo, things like that. So, again, that's not a, that's not a very uh, – how you say natural no, natural I, path like you know me even like myself like i was an mp and then i was an fo and then i got into you know business banking like i said it's not a natural path so like to so tell everybody how you blazed that trail and how you went about it yeah so some minor correction 11 alpha you know officers have the oh, alpha oh i'm sorry sir i, I forgot i was talking to an officer it's still 11 series so you got the 11 part right but <laughs> No, I mean, great question, because sometimes I think about, you know, where my life was 10 years ago, heck, even five years ago, and then where my life today is very different. Um, sorry, my alarm's going off. Yeah, no problem. Um, so, my apologies, I don't know if you guys even heard that, but... No, not at all. Um, okay, good. Um, so, sorry, I got lost track. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think about last five, ten years, where my life has turned up, and so the way I became a financial advisor, so I was... Um, Served 10 years on active duty, did company command, did deployment, and I was serving the old guard in Virginia. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of at the height of my career where I was like, you know what, what's next? You know, what am I going to do next? And um, the thought of staying on active duty and going from D.C. and going from the old guard, like literally one of the most premier units in the United States Army, and then getting assigned to Fort Polk, Louisiana, or Fort Orland, California, to go be an O.C., and just do the, the typical active duty, mundane, feel great officer bullshit. I, I didn't want to do that. So I just started looking for jobs. And I started just networking. I started going to uh, career fairs. And I went to a career fair in, um, and I went to a career fair in uh, um, St. Louis. No, I'm sorry, San Antonio, Texas, because I was looking for jobs in Arizona. Um, my wife said, hey, when it's time to go home, it's time to go back to Arizona. And, um, Sorry, I'm ordering food right now. Um, she said, we're going back to Phoenix, Arizona. So I found a, uh, a hiring fair that specialized in soldiers and officers with degrees. And I was looking at management jobs. I was looking at, you know, because the chief export for, for infantry is leadership. Leadership and management skills. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for management jobs, and I was 
I was getting recruited by Amazon. I was getting recruited by UPS. I was getting recruited by decent companies. Um, but the thought of having another boss and having 10 bosses, you know, it's like the old, uh, you know, office, uh, office space joke where it's like, you know, I got a meeting with the Bobs and you got 16 different <laughs> bosses. That, the idea of doing that again just made my skin crawl. I was like, I, I kind of want to go take a challenge, a different challenge and see what I can do. And so I randomly, I mean, this was, I, I always say randomly, but I truly randomly dropped off an application at Edward Jones. Um, because this was a career fair where they had a whole bunch of, and I, I kind of met all the people I wanted to meet, and it was the end of the day, and I, there was a financial advisor there. I was like, yeah, I'll drop off a resume. And I, I didn't even give it a second thought. I, I knew what Edward Jones was. I knew that the general idea of being a financial advisor, but I had no idea what the career actually entailed. I always assumed it was really smart people that had finance degrees and they did all this fancy stuff with, you know, investment. And so a couple of weeks later, they gave me a call and they said, hey, we want to do an interview. And I was completely honest during the interviews. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know about stocks. I don't know about bonds. I don't know about mutual funds. I don't know any of that stuff. And they're like, we don't care. Like what we care about is that you care about other people. You're willing to work hard. You have a good head on your shoulders. We can teach you the rest of that stuff. Um, right. And then, so I started talking to some other financial advisors, reaching out to them. And the big thing that kind of convinced me to go into this career is a mentor of mine um, told me about one of his mentors. And one of his mentors, he retired from being a financial advisor for, you know, he was a financial advisor for 30, 40 years. And he wanted to have a retirement party for all of his clients to thank them you know, and he had to have he had to have his retirement party over the course of three separate weekends. Wow! Because because so many people wanted to come and thank him for changing their lives. And as soon as I heard that story, a light bulb clicked. I was like, "That's what I want to do. That's my legacy. My legacy is to help other people through finance to ha- to let them have a better life." And and ever since then, I've lived, breathed um, finance. I love finance. I love talking to people about finance. I'm working on my um, certified financial planner designation right now. I'm working on different, you know, certificates. I'm constantly reading, constantly updating, constantly honing my craft uh, to do this career. So that's long, long answer to your short question of how did a 11 Bravo, 11 Alpha knuckle dragger blowing stuff up to become a smart guy in a suit um, talking about money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and I, I tell people all the time too. It's like you know, I had a series seven license. Also, I had a series seven license before I had a college degree, so it is not impossible. Okay. So, like I said, anybody that's out there that has an affinity, you know, for finance and things like that, look, you got two guys right here. Okay, that have been there and done it. So it doesn't mean you can't do it. That's that's a part. That's the thing about this show is we we're trying to inspire people to strive for the dreams and the passions that they have, just like you did. Exactly the way you did it. You went out there. You're a hard charger. You say, "Oh, hey, this is what I want to do." Bam, you know, you knock the target down. So, like I said, other if you can do it, I can do it. We want to inspire others to do it as well. So that's and that's people a great forget story. it's it's much more about it's, it's finding your dream job. It's much more about networking and just not taking no for an answer than it is about a degree or experience or anything else. Exactly. I always tell exactly. I always tell guys that are transitioning, I'm like, "What's your dream job? Like, name your dream job." Someone asked me that question one time. They said, what's your dream job? If money was no object, what would you do? And my answer was, uh, you know, an equipment manager for the Detroit Red Wings. 
right? <laughs> I hear you. Even today, even today, if the Arizona Coyotes called me up and said, hey, we want you to be our assistant equipment manager, and you're just going to lug around bags and, and change, you know, wash jock straps for the first year, and we're going to pay you $20,000 to do it, I would do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> the, the difference is, is because, like, I, you know, I know it's not going to be able to support my family, and, and I might not love it. But I would still do it. I would still do it for free. So Arizona Coyotes, if you're listening and you want someone free to fucking like take sticks and like just be grunt work and like clean up old cows for coyotes, I would do it. I would do it. I would do it on a volunteer basis for the first year to prove that I can do the job. And if I can do the job, then you can bring me on on salary position. But that's what guys have to have. They have to have that entrepreneurial spirit to just go in, kick in the door. Like I'm here, I'll work for free. Like I'll work for free for the first month prove that I can do this job because that's what I want to do. And it doesn't matter what the job is. Name the job. Name the job and go do it and do it until someone tells you no a million times and keep on trying to do it. But most people stop. Some... Oh, you're breaking up, brother. You are unreadable, sir. Sorry, you there. You know, I'm a dumb infantry guy. That's all I can do. Like, bullshit. That's not all you can do. No, uh, no. I, you, know, you you broke up on that last part, uh, so I think we we lost you for a minute. But no, I I told. Totally oh damn, that was a good point too. Shit. So. <laughs> no, you were saying you just you you would do there for free. You go in there, you know, you just you know go there and yeah. You know, I mean, guys just, tells you to stop. guys just need to find out what your passion is, find out what your love is, find out what what you would do if money was no object, and that's a key question. List out if, if money was no object. What would you do and why? Exactly. Okay, now go now go try to do something like that. Um, I talked to one guy that was transitioning earlier. Um, he was transitioning from the Navy, and I asked him that question. He said, I want to be a sports broadcaster. I'm like, okay, it might be tough to become the next Al Michaels or the next John Madden. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. But there's nothing stopping you from being the production assistant for a sports a, a sports announcer. You yep. can be the guy that hands him notes and looks up stats or gets him his coffee. There's right. nothing stopping you from doing that. Anybody on the face of the planet. Get, get in the game. Just get in the game. Exactly. Go volunteer. Go volunteer. Just be the, the squeaky wheel. Reach out to folks. Ask them how they did it. And, and do it that way. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, like I said, yeah, like I said, totally, totally on point for you know what we do here at the show, man. Just like that was that's you know, gets everybody fired up. Uh, to talk a little bit more about you and about your clientele and your process, I you know I understand you have like a five step process when you're uh, talking to clients and things like that. So maybe go into that a little bit about how you because you know you got all these guys out there. You got you know J.P. Morgans and Morgan Stanleys and blah, 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 whatever, whatever, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody yeah, how you how you go with your five-step process and how it works. Okay, yeah. Um, and my, my signal should be getting here better. I, I was driving back from Luke, so I apologize if we're breaking in and out. But we can always redo this another time if you want. No, we're good. Um, so my five-step process, at the end of the day, I want to help people that want help. Um, it doesn't matter how much money someone has. It doesn't matter if you have debt and you're trying to clean up your debt, it doesn't matter if you're just starting out with a young family and you need to look at your finances, your combining finances, it doesn't matter if you're about to retire or you've been retired for 10 years, um, at the end of the day, when it comes to finances, I can help. Um, the, the process that we use, we do have a similar five-step process and sometimes that gets condensed down. First step is a discovery meeting. 
anytime I run across a prospect or a client and they say, hey, I'm interested in your services, I say, great, let's go have, let's go grab coffee and let's just talk about it. Um, it, it. It allows me to show my personality. It allows me to gauge their personality. We answer some questions. I explain the process that we're going to do. Um, and I allow them to just kind of answer any kind of quick questions. At, even at that meeting, I try to provide a lot of value. Even if they don't want to work with me, I say, okay, great. I'm going to send you a list of books that you can read. Um, here's a list of books that might spark an idea. And then someday when you're ready, I'll still be here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't ever plan on retiring from this career. I always just want to help people out. And sometimes that's all they need is that one quick little thing. So that, that discovery session, what we call it, um, that allows me a chance to gauge them as well. Because at the end of the day, we're both interviewing each other. They're interviewing me to see if there's a personality match. They want maybe they want someone who wants to show up in a you know nice, clean, crisp tie, and they have to have a CFP and they have to have a master's in finance. Okay, great. That's not going to be me. But I can refer you to someone else if you want. Same thing with me. I want clients that are fun to be around. I want to enjoy their presence. I don't want someone who's a pain in the ass who's going to ask about how to diversify a one thousand dollar portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't need that headache in my life. Um, I want to educate them. I want to help them, but they also have to understand that they they need to be able to take my advice. And usually, you can tell someone who's going to be a pain in the butt um, in the beginning. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. After that, once once there's a connection, we go to what we call profile packet. Now, profile packet is basically data gathering. We gather all the hard and soft data. Uh, the hard data is account balances, debt, um, insurance that's in place salary, um, all the numbers, all the numbers in your life, we gather all that information. All the soft data is all the intangible. What do you want life to look like? Um, what's your risk tolerance? What do you want retirement to look like? What are your big goals? Are you saving for a house? Are you saving for a car? Are you saving for uh, to send your kids to college? We go through all that analysis, and we just get, we just gather the data. At the end of that profile meeting, I talk about their options of working with there's a couple different options. If they have money to roll over, they can roll over money, and I can help manage their account. Um, if they don't, or if they prefer to just pay on an hourly basis, we have a subscription-based model. Those plans start at 50 bucks a month. So basically, you are working with a financial advisor for as low as 50 bucks a month. At the end of the day, it all comes down to time. Um, if they have a really complex situation, there's some tax issues, or if they, they have multiple properties, or they have multiple accounts, it's going to take up more time to help them out. So it's all based on our time. Um, once they say yes, let's move forward. We can also do like one-time plans. Very few people choose a one-time plan option because um, they kind of want to work with someone on an ongoing basis. The one-time plan is we just do a complete plan for them. We give them all the we give them all the tools. We give them step by step what to do, and then you go run your life and you charge that one-time fee to do that planning for you. Um, the next session after that was what we call strategy session. Strategy session is where we're educating you. We talk about what we're going to recommend and why we're recommending it. We talk about taxes. We talk about life insurance. We talk about different investment options. And we continue that strategy session until a client says, yes, I love it. Let's go. And then that's when they become officially a client um, and they start either rolling money over to us or they start on a plan. And then from there, it's maintenance. Uh, From there, it's reviews. Every year, we do a review. Um, there's some clients that I have, we do quarterly reviews where we meet once a quarter just to check to see if anything's changed because there's no reason to go through all that work. Everything I just described takes anywhere from three hours to 12 hours. 
there's no reason to go through all that process and all that work not to change anything later on. Right. And then after that, it's like you're, you're kind of on maintenance mode, um, it's review mode. If you change jobs, we have a conversation. If a loved one passes away, we have a conversation. Um, and then we just adjust as, as needed. And at the end of the day, we say, let us worry about your finances so you don't have to. Go out and live life, have fun, enjoy your family, um, you know, do all the things you want to do. Let us take that off your plate. Let us take the worry off your plate and go from there. So that's, that's, the, that's the general process that we use to bring on a client and start working with clients. No, it's awesome. It's, like, it's a great philosophy. I, you know, people do business with people that they want to do business with. And, you know, I, 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 I take the same tactic, you know, in my business, things like that. You don't want the guy that's going to call you, okay, the stock dip, you know, the, the stock dip like, you know, a, a couple of pennies are calling you every 15 minutes. Like, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, you're, you're not you're not the guy for me. Go ahead and start day trading. Do what you got to do. Yeah, okay. I, I make, make it very clear about what my philosophy is, what yeah. my what life goals are. At the end of the day, I want to have fun with my clients. I want them to be comfortable with me, and I want to be comfortable with them. 100%. The last thing I do is have someone call me, and I cringe when I see their name pop up on my voicemail. <laughs> and, and vice versa. I don't want to call someone, and they're like, oh, my God, Brandon's calling me again. He's trying to sell me some product, or he's just going to bug me. Like, that's not that's not how I want to live life. Life is too short to um, deal with that kind of stuff. Nope. I agree 100%. You kind of touched on it a little bit, so I want to – uh, talk a little bit, you know, explain a little bit of some of the, the financial lingo. You know, we're talking about like risk tolerance and asset diversification. You know, like people think if they buy like Apple, Microsoft, and Intel, they're diversified. So, you know, it's like, I, I diversified. I bought Apple, Microsoft, and Intel. So, you know, maybe you can kind of, you know, clear up a little, you know, some of those kind of uh, things that are out there. Uh, just, you know, kind of touch on it just a little bit, give people a little little education on that. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I wish I could kind of draw a, a, a picture on the board, but I'll try to kind of describe it. One one way I describe um, diversification to folks is imagine like a horizontal line, and on the far left you have cash. So cash is always going to be the most conservative thing you can be. Um, cash is king. It's not going to grow. It's, imagine cash sitting on your in your under your mattress, or cash sitting in your bank account, or cash sitting in a jar on the counter. What most people do on the far right of the spectrum is aggressive stock. So anytime you're talking about aggressive stock or anything aggressive, it's usually a, an individual stock or what we call equity. Equities are a share of a company that you own a piece of Apple, you own a piece of Facebook, you own a piece of Google, whatever it is, you're buying an individual share. What most people do is if you can imagine that kind of horizontal line, they take their cash, a big swooping you know, half circle above it, and they go into aggressive stock. They buy shares. They buy it through Robinhood, or they go through Acorn, or they go through an E-Trade account, and they're like, hey, I've been hearing all this talk about Tesla or GameStop or Apple or whatever, you name it, any company, and then they buy a share. Well, what they don't do is they don't realize what they're, you know, like you said, they're not diversified. So then it's Apple or Tesla or that equity, that individual stock, if it goes down, Let's say they put a hundred bucks in. The next day, they look up and the stock is worth ninety-five dollars. They're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I just lost five dollars. This sucks. I don't want to invest. Like this is too hard." And what they do is they take their money out and then down at the bottom of the horizontal, imagine another half circle looping back to cash. And they do this constant circle of buying stocks. And maybe it goes up. Maybe it goes down. Maybe they sell. Maybe they buy. Whatever it is, and they just do this revolving 
circle. And they're, they feel like they're a hamster on a wheel, and they're not really doing anything different. Um, the danger with that is they just get frustrated, and they give up, and they don't understand what's going on. They don't understand that you don't really make money or lose money in investments until you buy or sell. As long as you're holding on to that investment, it doesn't matter if you didn't lose any money. Just because your account balance says it's a little bit lower doesn't mean you lost any money. It means based on the performance of that company. So Apple can have a bad day and it goes down 10%. The next day they got a great day and it goes up 20%. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You just made 10%. I mean, it's, it's, it's a long-term game. Now, in the middle of that horizontal bar, imagine like five other you know, positions. There's conservative. There's bonds. Bonds are very conservative. They're not going to grow a lot, but they're not going to lose a lot. There's moderate growth. There's you know, a conservative account. There's moderate conservative. There's all these different levers that we can pull to make a diversified account. And what that means is we might have a percentage that are aggressive. We might have a percentage of your money, let's say it's $100,000, just for you know, simple math, and 15 to 20% is going to be an aggressive stock. Well, we're also going to have maybe 2 or 3% in cash. Then we're going to have a little bit more in moderate growth and then other growth. And that's a diversified portfolio. So you're still on a roller coaster, but the roller coaster isn't as high and it isn't as low. And you're in different sectors. So the companies you mentioned where you got like Intel and Google and Facebook and Apple, those are all tech stocks. If we have a dot-com bubble like we saw in the 2000s, mm-hmm. all those tech stocks are going to go down. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The healthcare industry might go up. So you want to be diversified across different sectors, different areas, different risk tolerances, all that stuff. When I, when I say risk tolerance, it, it can be looked at the same way on the on the horizontal bar. There's really conservative on the left, and there's really aggressive on the right. Really aggressive is gonna you're gonna feel the full weight of the market. It's gonna go up and down. It's gonna go up and down. A lot of people don't have the stomach for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine like at hundred thousand, if we have a bad day like we had in March of you know 2020 with covid the market was down 30 percent mm-hmm. now you look up one day and your hundred thousand is now worth seventy thousand mm-hmm. that's a crappy feeling that's a really crappy feeling because most people they look at it and they're like oh my god i just lost thirty thousand dollars in reality no you didn't and the market went right back up again and you know by june or july of 2020 the market was up and now your hundred thousand is worth you know 120 thousand so that's the roller coaster when you're on the far right on the far left, um, you're not really keeping up with inflation. So most of the time we base risk tolerance off of your age. Um, age has a factor in it. Obviously, a 20-year-old is going to take a little bit more risk or wants to take a little more risk than someone who is uh, you know, in their 60s because you can't afford for the big swings in the market because you don't have time to recover because you're about to retire. You're about to lose your job. You're about to lose income. Mm-hmm. Now you need to live off that money. Um so that's kind of the general high-level overview of diversification and um, risk tolerance. And there's a lot more to it. There's a ton more. But it goes back to, you know, working with a professional, and they can have those conversations with you. They can gauge your, your, your behaviors. They can gauge your goals. And then they, they can help you create a portfolio that is going to perform for you. Uh, my portfolio is going to be very different for me than it is for you, Chris. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Bob and Susie down the road. It's going to be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but what most people do is they try to do it themselves, and they just try to they listen to their neighbor, 
or they listen to their buddy at work, or they listen to a podcast, and they're like, I can do that. And then it turns out, no, you can't do that. They go by, <laughs> they go by GameStop, and they go... <laughs> yeah, they, they, they listen to the news. And so, so I'll give you an example of what I did with my clients in March, when, when the market just fell off a cliff. Don't lock in your we, loss. <laughs> Double yeah, down, if anything else. <laughs> kind of, we didn't know it was going to be because of coronavirus. You know, some people saw the writing on the wall, and you know they might have been more conservative or been able to time the market properly. But I called every single one of my clients when everything kind of went went haywire. And I basically had the comment. I'm like, "Hey, how are you doing? Hey, Bob and Sue, how are you guys doing? What are you feeling right now?" And they're like, nope, we're, we're good, Brandon, because you you told us this might happen. The market's at an all-time high. You told us that something can change. But you set up our portfolio so that we know we're not going to touch that money for 10 years. We're good. I'm like, okay, great. Oh, by the way, remember that cash you talked about that you know was sitting on the sidelines and you didn't want to put it in the market? Now might be a good time to put it in the market because now everything's on sale. Double down. Like, yep. That's it. Yep. Buy it on and sale. Like, yep. <laughs> we agree. I'm like, great. And so we put a little more money in. And now they're all sitting fat and happy. When you do stuff yourself, a lot of people don't want to pay for an advisor. They don't want to pay the fees. They think advisors are they're not worth their 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 money, and they're cheap. And some are. I mean, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people are cheap. They don't want to pay someone to do something they think they can do themselves. If you have your money at Vanguard or Fidelity and these no no load funds and these no cost index funds and stuff like that, you're not getting a call like that. You're not getting. No one's calling you. They don't care. Mm-hmm. So. That's the, that's the advantage of working with a advisor, and some people don't need that, and I get it. And I tell people, I'm like, hey, if you don't need my help, no problem. But guess what? If you're having that fear because you're watching the news and you just saw your portfolio go down 30%, give me a call. You don't need to be my client. Just give me a call. Ask me my opinion on it. I'll give you some expert analysis, and then you can go about your happy day. No problem. It doesn't cost me anything. It's a five-minute phone call. Um, but a lot of people just they think they can do it themselves, and the problem is, when they see their account go down, they pull their money out. Well, now, now, now you really did lose thirty percent. Yeah, you locked it and in. Then, yep. Yeah, and then my question is, okay, when do you get back in? When do you get back in? Because if the market jumps right back up like it did in March, mm-hmm. that that was a crazy anomaly. It was like a V. Right. It went right down. It went right back up again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, when do you buy back in? Because now you're buying in when things are higher. So we're constantly having those conversations of don't try to time the market. Just be in the market. Um, go slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race. I'd much rather get rich slowly than, than get poor quickly. Right. Uh, so so that's that's what we do for our clients, and that's what that's the personalization that we do, and, and most advisors do, uh, at least the good ones. Um, they're they're personalizing it to you, and that's the most important thing. Because at the end of the day, it has to be personal to you. It can't just be you're just winging it and getting your information off of Google. No, hundred percent. Yeah, that was that was fantastic uh, analysis. How you like talked about that and everything. I want to kind of shift gears a little bit because I think we covered uh, financial quite a bit pretty well. But you and I are also involved in the Peoria Mac uh, Military Affairs Committee. So I want you and you're the co-chair of that. So I want to while we have you uh, on the phone talk a little bit about you know what we're doing at the uh, Peoria Mac and uh, where we're going and uh, give everybody some intel on that. Yeah, we're also we're also part of the Southwest Veterans Chamber of Commerce, so uh, we can throw out a plug for them too. One hundred percent. So I'm I'm heavily involved in the veteran community. Um, a being a veteran, B still be, being part of the reserves. 
Um, you know, like most people, especially folks that are probably listening to this podcast, we have a soft spot for veterans. We all speak the same language. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to, in theory, help, help each other. And the reason I kind of got involved in a lot of these programs and stuff like that is because I remember the feeling in 2016 of leaving active duty and feeling like I had nowhere to go. I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't, mm-hmm. I lost that community. I lost that brotherhood. Um, and I was, I was very lost and I struggled. I struggled for quite a bit and there's some days where I still struggle, mm-hmm. but every day gets a little better. So, you know, I, I love working with anybody. Um, but I do a lot of stuff on veterati. I do a lot of mentorship. And so when, when I joined the Peoria Chamber of Commerce back in 2017, I believe, um, they had a military affairs committee and it seemed like an easy fit and, uh, their program was kind of struggling. And so we did a couple of events. We would do some like charity events. We would try to raise scholarships for students going into the military or students, uh, coming out of the military, help them with scholarships. Um, help with mentorship. If there was a veteran-owned business, we would try to help them with resources or education or uh, mentorship. And uh, the program was kind of struggling, so I took over the program, the Military Affairs Committee, in 2019, I believe it was. The Peoria Chamber of Commerce got a new chairman, gentleman by the name of Scott Andrews, great individual, uh, great business leader, and I believed in him. And so he said, okay, do we want this military affairs committee to die or do we want to try to resurrect it? We need a leader to step up and run it. So I, I stepped up and I became the chairman of the Peoria military affairs committee. And we did a couple of events. We, we were trying to get a name for ourselves. We were trying to grow membership. We were trying to bring volunteers on to, you know, kind of figure out what we wanted to do. At the end of the day, we wanted to help veterans, but we didn't know how or what that looked like. Um, and then, uh, and then COVID hit, and that obviously kind of stopped a lot of physical events and stuff like that, and membership kind of dwindled. And then, luckily, this fall, a gentleman by the name of Jeff Turney, who used to run the Glendale mm-hmm. Chamber of Commerce Military Affairs Committee, did an excellent job over there. Yes, he did. He, uh, he retired from the Glendale Police Department, and then he parted ways with the Glendale um, Chamber of Commerce, and he came over and he said, hey, I want to come on. And, and Scott, Scott and Jeff, to their credit, they said, Brandon, the only way we're going to bring him over here is if you're okay with it and you stay on as vice chair. I said, great, because I, I don't have time. I got a young family. I'm still in the reserves. I'm still building my business as a financial planner. I was wearing, I was wearing 10 different hats. Mm-hmm. And I was like, great. If someone else can take us over and help me out, that'd be awesome. So we've had a few meetings, and we have a lot of potential to do great things. One of the long-term goals is to build the largest um, – erect the largest flag in the world out in Peoria. Um, that's obviously a very long-term project. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing a couple of events coming up in May, um, like a flag walk. We're talking about doing scholarship programs. We're talking about mentorship programs. So the, the, the potential is unlimited. Um, it's just a matter of us focusing our efforts on certain areas. We're doing a lot of partnerships with like the Phoenix Academies. We're doing partnerships with uh, various businesses around town. Um, and at the end of the day, we're, we're giving back to veterans. Jeff is, Jeff is great where he goes and helps veterans that are, you know, they might be about to get evicted from their home because of uh, code violations, and we, we rally around an event like that. Um, if there's a veteran that needs financial support, we try to find a way to do that. If there's a veteran-owned business that, you know, needs mentorship or guidance or training or classes or 
or just help with advertising or whatever, we help with that. So um, that, that's the organization that I'm part of, and I love being a part of it. We meet once a month, the last Wednesday of the month at Rio Vista Recreational Center in, uh, in Peoria at 4.30. So anyone is welcome to come, come by and stop by and introduce yourself and see if you want to be a part of it. Uh, we, we're, we're very welcome to anybody, patriots, veterans, active duty, anything, um, to come by and help. Yeah, I highly encourage it, you know, everybody that's out there because, uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a drive for maybe for some people, depending on where you're at and things like that. But, you know, you get the, the sense of that brotherhood. You know, I was just at the last meeting and I saw you know a few familiar faces myself just being involved in the veteran community myself. And uh, but you can sense that, you know, the, the core that's there right now, you know, like I said we're kind of we're building that foundation that, you know, yeah, this is going to be, you know, pretty squared away. So. I highly encourage everybody to at least just come out to one meeting and check it out and, you know, come shake some hands and meet some people. Yeah, and, and even if even if, even if guys listen to this or, or folks listen to this, whoever you are, whoever you are, veteran, patriot, whoever, yep. get involved in something, man. I mean, I, I'm reading a really good book right now called High Performance Habits. They talk about high performers are constantly volunteering. Go do something. Go Go find a hobby. Go find a passion project. Get involved to help other people. If you're struggling right now, great. Fix your own stuff. But then the second that you are able to take a breath, go out and help the community. Uh, I, I volunteer with the Fiesta Bowl. Um, every year for the Fiesta Bowl, I get to go to the Fiesta Bowl for free. It's kind of a cool perk. But there's a lot of work involved, and it's a volunteer activity. Um, I'm involved with the Southwest Veterans Chamber of Commerce that does the same thing. They have meetings all across the valley. I know there's a Tempe um, Military Affairs Committee. You, you don't have to just... Get out there and meet other people, network, run into other folks, do something besides go to work, come home, sit in front of the TV, and then wash, rinse, repeat. Go find a hobby. Go play sports. Go do something. Mm -hmm. I just encourage everybody to do something that, that they're passionate about and, and get involved um, with whatever it is. But if the Mac is, if, if the Peoria Mac is one of them, then we love to have you. It's not a lot of time, um, but it, it does make a big difference. So. No, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm I'm you know looking forward to getting uh, more involved. I just went to my first meeting the other day, so uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to get uh, more involved myself and make that on a regular basis as well. So uh, why don't you go ahead? Like I said, we could maybe start uh, wrapping up. We give somebody some really good intel and things like that. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give everybody your contact information and if maybe if there's anything else uh, maybe that we didn't touch on, if you want to expound on something else, feel free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I'm all over social media. Um, my phone number, I'll give you my cell phone number because I don't mind giving it out. Um, just let me know you're not some telemarketer when you call me or text. Uh, cell phone is 602-421-3832. Uh, my office number is 602-734-1152. You can also usually Google my name, Brandon Bettis. Last name is just like Jerome Bettis, B-E-T-T-I-S. I got a website out there that has all the contact information. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, I, I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. It, it, just takes, it literally takes two minutes of effort if you want to have a conversation, even if it's just a one-off. Like I can send, if someone says, hey, send me your book recommendation list, I send out a book recommendation list of everything from personal development to financial development to the financial foundations to 
stuff like that. Um, I just love giving out, you know, free information, free content, and then hopefully it sparks something with somebody because that's, that's the life I live. Like something sparks with me someday. And, uh, but never stop. I'll, I'll leave it with this. So there's my contact information. I'll leave it with this. Never just stop improving whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's your, your health or your, your financial situation or your personal development, your mental health, your family, um, your experiences, like places you go, things you do, never stop, never stop improving, never stop just kind of churning. Um, just keep on going. Just take it one day at a time and, I'm, I'm living proof that things get better and uh, you can live a pretty awesome life with pretty awesome hair and um, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, he <laughs> does, and he does have the hair. I've always uh, definitely, uh, I can, I can uh, second that. So, all right, brother. <laughs> I always say, I want to, uh, like I said, I definitely appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on the show and, uh, you know, dispense that knowledge that you have there. And uh, letting everybody know is like, hey, man, if you, you know, you got that dream in your heart, man, you can, you know, follow through with it and just, you know, just move in that direction, you know, just, you know move, be positive, move forward, man. So, uh, like I said, it was a good, uh, good inspiration, I think, to a lot of people. And hopefully, you know, like I said, people, uh, people will give you a call. And like I said, I know, obviously, uh, you know, great knowledge in the market and, you know, you're uh, passionate about what you do about the people. It's not about the you know the 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 money is always a byproduct. I mean, okay, yeah, we're gonna you know, we're not volunteering our time here. We're here to make money. But at the same time, it's like when you take care of people, they're gonna refer you like ten more people. So it's like if you're doing what's right by people, you know. So I really appreciate yeah, your absolutely. process. Yeah, And and the biggest thing I'll leave like, folks with, even if they listen, you know, just caught the end of it or something, I can work with anybody. It doesn't matter. Like a lot of people don't want to call a financial advisor, talk to a financial advisor because they think it's only for rich people. Mm-hmm. Like I said. I, you know, I can give you free content all day long. The second that it starts becoming more time for me, um, we have a program that starts at fifty bucks a month. I pay, guy, I, I pay my pool guy. I pay my pool hundred bucks a month to come by once a week yeah. and pull out some leaves and uh, dump some chemicals in. So I think I can provide more value um, <laughs> than a pool guy at fifty bucks a month. So um, don't be afraid to reach out, even if it's just to say hi and uh, you know, hey, I have a question about this. It's free chicken. So. Thanks for having me, Chris. I appreciate it. Sorry if this went long, but um, no, it's cool, man. It's great. I appreciate it, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Good luck mate, to you. so do we. Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, brother. All right, See ya. bye now.